to be able to just purchase a $20 million estate cash without it even phasing his bank account. What type of person do you have to be in order to do something that big? That's how I look at it. Because right. then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to study that. Here we go. Welcome, guys, to Impactpreneurs, another episode on a great day. It's an exciting day, actually. How are you feeling today, Debrick? I'm doing good, doing good. We're excited to talk about this topic, and uh, I'm here with Sean. My name is Sean Alexander with my partner, Debrick Lyles. And uh, today's episode, Debrick, why don't you go ahead and talk about what, what our topics are, and we'll, we'll jump right into it. We're going to talk about high-performance individuals versus low-performance individuals Yeah, and the mindset. Absolutely. Um, it's kind of crazy because you and I were just talking about this the other day. I think there's some something going on in in the world right now because we just came out of quarantine, post-quarantine. There's a little bit of time that's gone by now, and certain people are starting to step up and kind of change the trajectory of their life, their business, um, setting a new standard. And there's also at the same time more low performers are starting to rise up at the same time because the few of high performers that are rising up, um, it's causing some, what would be the right word? It's causing some disturbance. In I the force, we'll yeah, it. right, right. Right, and there's more hate coming around because the, the, at, at the end of the day, when you look at the business world today, there's somebody that I follow, and he's been talking about the last six months. He said that, the next 12 to 36 months, there's going to be new up-and-comers that really completely change the game of business, set the new standard, people that you've never heard of, people that are maybe doing pretty decent, but they're going to come up and really make a name for themselves, and you're either going to be a part of that wave or you're not. You have a chance to jump on a train or you're going to miss it. And the ones that are missing it are what we call these low performers that will have any excuse in the book and will also try to drag high performers back down to their level because it's either too intimidating or they're jealous, they're envious, they know that they'll never be able to get to that level of performance. And so they'll do whatever they can and as soon as they find someone that's vulnerable to pull down, they'll immediately jump in and try to bring them down to that level. And you know what, and here's the thing, it's not even their fault all the time. Sometimes it is, sometimes they don't even realize that they're low performers, but they don't have the mindset of thinking like, how do I become better and do better? What do I have to do to become a better person? Right. What do I have to do to become the person that I need to be in order to get the things I desire in life? Yeah, I call those individuals toxic influencers, indirectly or directly. And, and to your point, Sean, uh, something you brought up, it's a, there's gonna be certain individuals that rise in this, in this time and era with, with the lockdowns and, and now the lockdowns are getting released, and those people learned to adapt and overcome, but they had a habit. They had something that helped them get past the negative, right? Yeah. Because we can always say, I can't, and I hate that word. Well, l let's look for a solution of how we can. Correct. Right? And so those individuals that found a way, they found their path, whether it be through mentorship, books, reading, self-improvement, whatever they did, they're rising to the top. Now, the, the toxic influencers, <clears throat> which we talk about, those individuals, like you said, are jealous. So they're the crabs in the crab pot. You know that analogy? You're trying to get out of the crab pot, 
we're all trying to go to the next level. Let me pull you down because I'm jealous and envious. Right. And it's very cancerous. And so we talked about that the other day. Um, and I know you can elaborate some more on this. Yeah, it's not. The, the challenge with it is they're more problem oriented than solution oriented. Right. Like you and I just had a scenario. You gave me a phone call last night. And then we talked a little bit about it today. And it kind of set me a little off because I was tainted about the situation. And you had explained to me that you told somebody like, hey, man, if I don't go to Sean with a solution and I just tell him the problem, he's going to be very pissed off. He's brought us together for this. We're supposed to be here as a team. And if I go to him with just the problem and the solution, there's going to be a bigger problem at hand. And this way, at least there's something to look forward to as soon as I drop the bomb on him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, I've always been taught by mentors, what's the solution? Because we're always looking at It's easy to look at the negative. It's easy. It's everybody's way out. It's everybody's way out, right? I quit. I can't do it. I give up. I'm unmotivated. I'm lazy. Whatever it is. But what's the solution? And I think if people focus all their energy on, let me find a solution to the challenge. I hate saying problem too, right? Right. It's a challenge. I use that. I use challenge over problems with, with, in my coaching sessions. Right. Because am I a problem? No, no, no. We're going to find a challenge. We're going to find a solution to the challenge. Right. And I think what happens is when people's emotions kick in and they get upset, it's, oh, I got this problem. No, you're getting in the way of yourself. Right. Right. Woosah. Right. You know, let's let's talk about it. So when I came to you, like you said, it's like, OK, Dav, we've been here before. We've been here many times. What's the solution? Ch Sean, here's the challenge. Here's the possible solution. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Right. And we, we, we overcame. And it made the day even more exciting. Right. Yeah. And I think um, I think the problem is one of the biggest problems or challenges we'll, we'll say with this situation is these low performers that are envious, they don't like the fact that they see a high performer and they realize that I can't do that. Well, the reality is they can. They can. But they lack belief that either I can do that or they don't want to do that. Because, you know, like I started, I started 4AM Club almost two years ago. What is that? 4AM Club is, most people think it's just some workout thing. 4AM right. Club is getting up at 2 or 3 in the morning and kicking your day off right. It's about starting your day. For me, my order is I wake up in the morning, I go over my prayers of gratitude and the things I'm grateful for in life, what I'm grateful for the people that are in my life, um, the successes and abundances that I've had in my life. And then from there, like I said, I just count my blessings, go downstairs, I read my books, whatever book I'm on, and then I'll go over some client emails and text messages to respond to. It's my quiet time. That's right. the whole intention of waking up that early. It's quiet. No one's awake. No one's going to bother me. No one needs my attention right now. I get to give that intention 100% to myself. But you mentioned earlier that it's not just about nobody's there. There's something that happens magical at that time of the, the day or the early morning that the whole, there's like a, I don't know what you want to call it, but energy, like energy where the, it's everybody's silent. The energy in the universe is, it's at a higher frequency because there's less people mm. vibrating at that less, time. Less noise. Right. Not, not necessarily noise you hear, but less, no, less no, crap. Crap, correct. So by that, that allows you to operate at a higher level and kind of start setting your brain up for the, for, for the day. And so with less distractions going on at the same time, you get to prepare your day with a stack of wins before the day even gets started. So for me, when I wake up at two in the morning, by the time most people wake up at seven or eight o'clock, 
I've already had a full day of their full day before they wake up. <laughs> this guy, right? He's texting me at like five, six in the morning. And I'm waking up with the, where's my glasses? He's ahead of it, but he's motivating me. I do the opposite, but again, I'm going to try his way because I, I'm a person that's like a sponge. Right. Hey, this works, but what if Sean's way works better? I'm not the negative guy. I'm the, I'm the burn the midnight oil guy, but then I'm like, but you know I used what? to be that way. Right. And, and your way might work better for me. So why not? I try that. If it doesn't I go back instead of saying, nah, that doesn't work. It'd be silly to say it doesn't work without even trying it. Exactly. You know how many people have said it doesn't work? Well, here's the thing. If you try it once here, once there, one, it's not going to work. It's not meant for that. It requires just like anything. Let's even take working out. It takes extreme focus and consistency for it to actually start creating a result. It's right. not something I can just do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, fuck it, it doesn't work, and I'm just not going to do it anymore. Like You, you have to have a habit. I've been doing this for two years. And here's the thing. By me starting 4AM Club, not just for myself, but for everybody else. Well, let me rewind for a second. You know, but then, and then as I get my day ready, 3.30 rolls around, I drive to the gym, that whole 30-minute drive, there's literally like two cars on the road. So I get to still be in my, in my mental game preparing myself for the day, developing a mental edge over everybody else because I'm already ahead of the grade. And then 4 o'clock rolls around, I'm at the gym and I'm working out, and I go till about 5.30, get home, shower, eat, get the, get the rest of the day prepared. And like I said, by the time you wake up, my, I've already finished your whole day. You have. and But here's my question, and I don't want to get off topic too much, but – how many hours a day do you sleep or night? Four. Four that's hours. All, that's all I need. Wow. But you, you've, you've mentally and physically trained your body and your mental prowess to adapt yeah. to that? Or does it just kick in? It, both. It, it, it does take an adjustment period. I tell everybody, like, first of all, I don't recommend anybody doing four hours. That takes a little, a special type of crazy <laughs> to actually to get there. And right. I'm not, I say, I, I try to tell people five or six hours is really all you need. Anything more than that is just it's just your mind anytime someone tells me i have to have my eight hours like unless you're like 70 years old and you're like <laughs> i feel like I'm not healthy <laughs> you don't need more than five or six hours because anything beyond it like there's 24 hours a day you're telling me you need eight hours of sleep that's a third of your fucking day that you just lost because you need to sleep right that's bullshit yeah while everybody else is already up, moving, performing, making money, helping many, people out, making deals. Top 5%, 2%. Right. But that's the biggest difference. And now, if we bring that down and I'm only sleeping four hours. Now, again, people say, how the hell do you do four hours? The first four to six weeks, it absolutely kicked my ass. I still did it every single day. Like, I didn't miss a day. But sometimes I would wake up, go downstairs, I'd start the process, and then psh, collapse. Like, I wouldn't make it out the door. Because it was hard in the first four to six. But no matter what, I made sure I woke up at 2 o'clock and I started the most important parts. My praise or gratitude, my blessings, my reading. And then if I couldn't make it out the door, then I maybe didn't. But at least I started with the most important part, and that's starting my mind right. Right. But then after four to six weeks, I, I want to say about six weeks is when I was like, okay, I got it. It's mastered. I'm done. And then it just kind of started, went into autopilot. Okay. I got it. Now, I want to come back to this. Something that we, we've talked about in the past, how you'll ha you, you coach and mentor people. Right. In business success, uh, recovery coach, you've done it all. You do it all. Right, in the mental health sector. In mental health. But you also mentor people that are business owners. Right. Right? We both do that. But my question is, we talked about this the other day. Why are we seeing this 
trend where there's a lot of these people that are cancerous that are pulling the overachievers, the high performers out of their game and telling them to Trying chill, to. just chill, relax. You know, somebody says, how's it, how's it going? Great. And then they say, take it easy. I hate that. Don't tell me to take it easy. You're telling me it's okay to lose. You're implying to do nothing. And I say, stay strong when I get off the phone. Yeah. Stay strong. Oh, take it easy. No, I don't want to take it easy. I, I, I hustle until I can get the machine to monetize so I can get my time back. Imagine telling a professional athlete. I mean, let's just take the best. So let's just take Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. I mean, I know that's kind of cliche because everybody uses the top guys. But, 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 but hands down. At the end of the day, what do we strive to? We strive to become the best in our field. Right. At the end of the day. So let's use them. Imagine if you told Kobe, hey, man, why don't you just chill and not fucking practice for today? Just fucking take it easy. Like, the guy wouldn't be who he was. No. The guy's name would not be what no. it is. He would not be the most viable player in the entire game of NBA. He wouldn't have the sponsors that he has. He wouldn't have built the legacy that he has. And he wouldn't have the work ethic if he just chilled because someone said to him, dude, it's okay to take a day off. Like, no, it's not. Why, why would you tell someone who's gone on a winning streak to fucking take their foot off the gas pedal? Because you can't fucking do it? Right. And he, he said this every waking moment, and I'm paraphrasing. I just saw this today, as a matter of fact. Every waking moment, everything I do around me is, is to elevate my craft, to perfect my craft. Right. I spend all my time making my craft better. Right. That's what he said. And you know what that does? What that does, actually, exactly what you just said is what I've taught a lot of my students. What that does is it forces those around you that care, that want to, to elevate at the same time. Right. Because they'll realize one of two things is going to happen. If I don't move up with this guy, I'm going to be left behind. If I move with him, then I'm going to elevate with him. And I'll have the same wins. Right. And I'll, be, I'll have the same trajectory that he does. That's why Kobe's team rallied around him. You know, that's why Michael Jordan's team rallied around him. Michael Jordan had breakfast club with his main guys every single morning. Every single morning, especially on game days, he had something called breakfast club. The top guys met at his house, had their breakfast club, and game planned and talked on mindset level to how, on how to prepare for the game. And that's why they won. That's why they were the best. That's awesome. That's how they started. And so that breakfast club idea is almost kind of like how I started my 4 a.m. club, and I created this culture for people to like, hey, if you want to win, if you want to do better, if you want to elevate who you are and become the highest version of who you're supposed to be, let's just start with waking up early. Let's start with what you're grateful for. Count your blessings. Read a little bit. Take care of some work stuff while everybody else is asleep so you have no interruptions. Because guess what? In one hour of me working while everybody else is asleep, I've actually probably knocked out about four hours worth. And I call that being combat ready. Right. You got all your, all your ducks in a row. It, Old school terminology. It's compound, right? it's compound work. Yeah. In a smaller time frame. Right. Compressing time frame. And it's being efficient. Right. And that's huge. And one of, one of the, the I, I know we've had experiences with people we've been around or mentored or worked with where they're running. And I use it, I call it momentum. John Maxwell says this. He says, he says this, if you lose momentum, that, that is 80% of your problem. Absolutely. And once you get the momentum back, it solves 80% of your problem. Now, you and I have both been around a lot of, I, I call it uh, high performers or up-and-coming high performers. For Maria, I, use, I call peak performance mindset. Right. And you see them get drawn out. Now, this is something that I've, I've taught, teach, preach, mentored to people. 
cut the cancer out. But but it, it's my best friend. Doesn't matter. You know why I'm in Las Vegas? Because I was destined to meet you. I was destined to get around winners. I was in an area in a situation, no punt to Seattle. I had to get out. I elevated. I was hitting my head on the ceiling. There was nobody there. My mentors were around the world, but I could not elevate to the next level. I was right. stuck. I saw it, and I said, hey, I'm, I'm moving to Vegas. Who's coming with me? Well, I got all my friends here. What? That's why you need to get away. <clears throat> your friends aren't paying your bills. Your friends are holding you back. You, I want you to bring up a scenario that happened recently, because I know we kinda, you kind of brought some up, but we, got, we, got, we shifted gears over the other challenge that we corrected. But where you were mentoring a, 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 a high potential performer where the, the cancer came in. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm putting you on the spot because nothing chaps me more than negativity. I don't care. And, and again, I won't, I won't say names, but I have family members that I choose to distance myself at arm's length because every time I talk to them, it's negative. And negative in is negative in my brain and then negative out and my habits and my actions well, create a bad scenario. Well, what you consume mm. is what you become. Right. That's all it boils down to. So if you're around a bunch of shitty ass people that don't want to perform, that want to be fucking lazy, that want to sleep in and fucking work whenever they want to and they're okay with making $10,000 a month and that's the trajectory of their life, then that's all you're going to fucking make. And it's not that I don't like them. I it, just, doesn't make I, you, it doesn't make you better than them. No. It, the difference no. is... You want more, and you want it faster. And I'm going to give you an example, and I want you to talk about this, but it's, it's, you know, Vegas. It's pool party season. Now, I went to an event, okay, because I was invited. To I Megan's. called your ass out on that, too, you, you remember? Did, you did. <laughs> but it was an event, and my, my better half, right, girlfriend's like, we got to go, we got to go. They're inviting us to private. Okay, I get there, and I'm looking around. I'm going, okay, what are these people doing? And I didn't want to be there. Now, the old Daverick, when I was younger, was like, oh, man, a pool party. Hey, girls, chicks, beer, alcohol. Woo. But I got there, and I'm going, these people will be doing the same thing two, three, four, five years from now. Now, once in a while, yeah, but I had stuff to do on the weekend. I, weekend isn't to chill. You and I don't have days <clears throat> off. No. Friday. Oh, they got us Friday. Okay, Dude. corporate America Friday, but I'm still doing stuff on the weekend. Why? Because I want my machine to create a passive revenue. I want to automate and monetize the machine so I don't have to hustle this hard. Right. So my question is, what recently has happened to someone that you're mentoring where they've had negativity come in to slow them down and they've seen the effect of what happened? So this person came to me at the beginning of the year, before the year started, and was like, this is what's going on with my life. Alcohol, my business sucks. I have an alcohol problem. I'm barely making money, a couple grand a month. And I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to turn this around. Well, my first piece of advice was, okay, we need to put some blinders on you and you need to not look left or right. You need to move at the speed of instruction and I need you to not question anything. What does that mean, move at the speed of instruction? Daverick, if I you, know what that means, but talk about that. Moving at the speed of instruction means you don't procrastinate when someone tells you to do something that's for the best of your of your current situation so you have to be coachable it's more than just coachable anybody can be coachable you can be coachable. i tell you Daverick, start eating healthier start doing this and you're gonna say cool i'm gonna start on monday because it's friday i'm gonna go eat and fuck off a little bit for the weekend and then i'll start on monday you're coachable but you're not moving at the speed of instruction which means you're gonna procrastinate which means 
you might not now pick up on Monday because you're going to let three days go by and you might screw it up so bad that it's like, ah, I'll wait till Tuesday, Wednesday. Everybody knows tomorrow turns into next week, next month, next year, and then next thing you know, you got a bunch of wannabe unionist revolutioners that don't do anything. Right. Right? So move at the speed of instruction. If I tell you, Daverick, like right now, it is 547 on Friday afternoon, and we get off a phone call right now, you're like, okay, my next time that I'm supposed to eat, I think it's at 7 o'clock. Dude, that... Starting 7 p.m., you're going to be right on diet mode. And watch this. What is 90% of the people doing on a Friday night right now? Getting ready to go out, pre-gaming, right. alcohol, drugs. You hear that? You hear that? We're in here hustling, right? We're making a difference. We're impacting somebody's life. We see the value in that, right? Right. So continue with the story. I so what that. happened was they, they moved at the speed of instruction. They followed everything I gave them. And the trajectory of where they were, they were making only two, 3000 a month. Barely trying to figure out how the hell am I going to pay my bills? I restructured their business. I restructured this person's life. I restructured what type of people this person needs to be around. I didn't say who to be around. I said choose your friends. I said choose wisely what's around you so that you're consuming the right amount of the right type of energy. So everything changes, and then immediately first month out, ten thousand. Now a lot of people are naysayers. They don't believe it, but I believe it because I've seen it. Not necessarily from this person, but I've seen the mindset. When you have the right mindset, the results follow. Well, the thing is, first of all, I have no reason to bullshit it. <clears throat> Second of all, I, I'm in control of how this person actually move, moves their finances, so I have to see every piece of revenue coming in because I also know every single client that this person has on their books. So I have literally seen the books at the end of every month, and we do weekly check-ins also where I do a one-hour meeting with all my coaching clients at some point during the week. So first month, 10,000, then 12,000, then 15,000, then 18,000, then 20,000. Like it was just compounding every single month. It just kept growing and growing and growing. Her revenue was growing, but at the same time, business was growing and it was creating bigger, better opportunities to branch out and do bigger things simultaneously while the in-person business was growing at the same time. And then because of being so focused and so driven, a couple months ago, this person reposts one of my posts that was about Killer instincts, high focus, laser focus, no distractions, fuck your feelings kind of attitude. Right. And someone responds to them and says, like, what, this seems like toxic masculinity and a toxic boss, which I'm not a boss. I'm here to coach and guide somebody. I'm not, I, don't, I don't have employees. And this person responds, well, I, to me, it's, it's a mindset. And, this, and my mentor has a winning mindset. My mentor is doing a lot of successful things. And... I kind of want what this guy's got. Right. And I was sick and tired of being where I was at. So put that person in their place. And then eventually like just got to a point where when you're doing so well, eventually you hit, you hit a wall and you hit a grade where the grade becomes just hundred percent vertical. And it's like, Holy shit. How do I call, how do I climb a vertical wall to get to my next level? And that everybody goes to that. And, it, and you have that at every phase when it's about to go to the next level. And, it caused like a little bit of a interruption in her mind. Disheveled a little bit. Can I do this? It's getting hard. It's getting very difficult. While I'm in one ear, hit the gas harder. Go harder. Go faster. Don't let it. Don't get distracted. Don't worry about what's going on. Go harder because we got to get over this grade. Because as soon as you get over this grade, it's going to be back to back to coasting again. But successfully coasting, going upward. Well, as soon as she put it out there, things slowly started to trickle in. 
naysayers, low performers. Hey, it's okay to take a break. You don't have to operate at Sean's capacity. You can just chill, take a break, slow down. It's okay. Well, guess what? Eventually that poured in. Right. And that ends up impacting the, uh, the momentum, impacts the production, impacts the revenue coming in, and it impacted pretty much everything all around. And then over the last four weeks, and I was, and I was telling her, and I tell this to everybody, the minute you stop doing what got you to a certain pinnacle of success, the universe or God, whatever you believe in, will slowly start to strip those things away from you one at a time on a very small level that you don't notice it in the beginning. Right. God's testing you to see where's your level of awareness. Are you aware enough to notice a small strip being pulled away or do I have to pull the whole fucking gamut from you for you to open your eyes and realize what kind of shitty people you're allowing into your life? And eventually it, started, it ended up being such a big chunk that she came and she's like, I don't know what happened. I'm like, I've been telling you. I was like, stop listening to anybody and just hit the gas harder. I've been through this. I still go through it. Every time the next phase for me comes, shit starts happening. And I know I got to go 10 times harder and get 10 times more intense and literally just 10x all my efforts to get over whatever hump I'm about to go over to get to that next phase. And finally, eye opener, because I brought some serious heavy awareness to make her realize like, yo, dude, like th as soon as you started to slow down, look at these weirdos that started to enter in this pretentious positivity, this pretentious happy-go-lucky, everything is fucking awesome. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's like not that always, song, everything is awesome. Lego it's not song, always right? going to be awesome. It's not <laughs> always going to be fun. Business is fucking supposed to be monotonous. Business is supposed to be difficult. It's supposed to be relentless repetition, and sometimes that relentless repetition is not fun. No. It's supposed to kick your ass. You want success. You want to make a lot of money. You want to help a lot of people. You're supposed to get your ass kicked a couple of times. The difference is, do you get up, run away, move faster, and learn from what, what kicked your ass and put you on the floor? Or do you stay on the floor and let more people come in and tell you, oh, don't listen, just chill, it's okay, take a break, recharge, all this stuff, and then when you feel like it, pick back up and go. Well, by the time you feel like getting back up, you've lost you a lot. you lost it all. It's gone. It's gone. I've done that. We've all been there. I've been there too. Oh, I'm going to take a week and chill. Then the second week I chill, and then I look around and say, wait a minute, my revenue dropped tremendously. And you got to get that momentum back. And it takes a while. It takes 60 days, 90 days. Now you're back on top. You're like, look at all the money I lost. I could have been stacking cash. Yeah. And then, so we had, a, we, had a talk, we had a talk, and then I made a post, and she was like, I got it. I'm over it. I'm over feeling this shitty. I'm over what's been going on. Fuck everyone's feelings. My blinders are back on. I'm not going to look left or right. And I'm so thankful that you've held me accountable and you've never gave up on me. And here we go. On to the next phase. That's huge. That's huge. But that's the thing. Low performers will tell you it's okay to slow down, while high performers will tell you hit it harder. Go faster. Keep performing. Don't slow down. Don't listen to anybody. And if you have to, isolate your circle even more. So I want to talk about the attitude what attitude does it take to get to that level? Honestly, if I was to sum it up into a couple words, fuck everyone's feelings. I love it. That's really what it comes down to. That's how I've been. When I started 4AM Club the last two years, the trajectory of my life, my business, my success, my revenue, and the level and the amount of people that I'm starting to, that I've been able to change and people that I've been able to bring on board with certain things that have been happening, including yourself 
has completely changed the game. It's changed the wave of what's going to happen for these people's futures. Yeah, my my, I noticed the difference when I took this mindset of, you know, this is professional, not personal. And so when I started talking with these startup tech companies and and these executives and C level, it's like this is what you need to do to get to the next level to cross the bridge. I used to be afraid or worried about their feelings, and I can't. You can't do that. You can't. You have to say, this is how it is. Well, that's kind of stern. Well, do you want to win or not? And I do that on the daily. You have to be, you have to be okay with having uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. And I, I, I can't remember the, the billionaire's name. He's like worth $56 billion. And he's not one of these well-known guys. He's one of those, I mean, oil tycoon guy. That's, sure. you, know, you know, who's that guy? And he said it. He said, you know, I, you got to stop worrying about what people feel. And he goes, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Now, your level, you're rising to success. I won't say the numbers. You're going to a high seven figures here in the next year, high seven-figure income. And based on the moves you're making, I'm confident you'll get to the eight figures, nine figures. But you weren't there two years ago. We were all in a slump in some ways, shape, or form because when this, when this lockdown happened, it affected everybody. And good or bad. And the, the, that's all based on how you wanted to treat exactly. it. Exactly. And I you said had, you had to victimize yourself or you're like, you know what? I'm going to plan around this. Exactly. Because in 08, it kicked my ass. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't combat ready. And this time I'm like, no, 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 I'm winning. I am winning. I'm not losing. And I'm going to be ready to sidestep, stiff arm, whatever, go over the top. But I'm prepared and I'm going to excel in what everybody calls a downturn. Right. And I just want everyone to know the reason why he uses combat ready is because Daverick is from the military and is in his Green Beret, right? If I'm not mistaken. So that's why he uses it. He'll, every now and then you, you guys will catch him use some military terms. <laughs> but a lot of people are going to wonder why is he using combat ready? So I just wanted people to know. And one day we're going to talk about your background and my background. But I wanted people to know that, you know, you're someone that served us. Um, oh, you served, you served our, you've served our country, but that's also why you're using the term combat ready because but you, you've been in combat in a different and a different form of realm. life. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that down the road, right? Um, but go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to clear that for for our audience to understand no, why but, I use that term. But it's exciting because when I'm sitting here looking at Sean, now we met not even six months ago. Six months ago, and I. Winners attract winners, and Absolutely. I'm not saying that to brag or we're, we're you know trying to. We're not boasting, that. but but you know. I see this guy, and, and I, I told, I told uh, somebody, I said, I have a small sphere of influence of people, maybe less than three or four people that I, I associate with, like, full-time. I mean, and as much as we're running, we see each other when we do this, we'll see each other at the gym, but we haven't hung out because we've been so busy, busy running. But I knew there was something, your attitude, your mindset, the words that came out of your mouth. I said, this is the guy that's going to do something. He's going to hit the million-dollar, multi-multi-million, hundred-million-dollar mark here in the next two years. Well, how do you know that? What vehicle? It doesn't matter. That vehicle he gets a hold of is going to take you to the next level. You, We already know where you're going. I've seen it. You didn't know. And you're not going to talk about it, but I will. I, I, I already it. have the vehicle. Yeah. I've gotten it. And so when you're at the 100 million mark, what'd you do? He did what 99% of you won't do. And I did it two years, and I started two years two ago. Two years ago. Right. That's a two to five year plan. Right. I've always talked about that. That's right. what I, all my students that come to me for, for the coaching side, whether it's mindset or in their business, there's a 60 month plan you have to be prepared to create. Right. A 60 month, and for some people, five years is like, holy shit, I can't think that far. It's like, well, if you can't think that far, then don't expect to make more than 100, maybe 200,000 a year. And, you know, it's not, a, it's, we're not trying to make this about money, but at the end of the day, 
to allow yourself to have this really fucked up toxic relationship with money is kind of the most asinine thing I have ever experienced. Because, yeah, people say, oh, yeah, well, money doesn't buy happiness. Well, you know what? Being broke and not having money does buy unhappiness. Oh, we've been... I've and you been and I've broke. been there. We've been there. Sleeping been in cars. Broke. Oh, yeah. I've been broke. I've struggled. You've struggled. We've tried to figure out, like, how the hell are we going to pay? You pumped a gas station with nickel and diming out of your car from quarters that fall oh, out yeah. of your pocket. Oh, man. We've been there. So we know, like, I don't ever want to be in that situation ever again. I believe people are poor because they haven't failed enough or they right. haven't failed. Because you're, 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 people don't, people don't understand. They're like, oh, I'm poor. You don't get it. No, I get it. I get it. Been but there. here's the thing. I get out of it too, right? What is keeping you there? You were Correct. born into this world a certain way, but you know, gen- you know, genetically, DNA, you were brought in this world poor. Everybody was. Technically, yeah. How do you develop that? Well, you know, his dad had a lot of money. No, my, my dad wasn't around. I was a latchkey kid, you know? You know what that is? Like your mom's gone working, you got to come home from school, <laughs> there's a key under the latch and you're, you're eating TV dinners. I had nobody. Except the kids in the apartment complex, which were bad influences, right? So I don't buy that. But, you know, like you said, money doesn't make you happy. But money should be in your brain, not, not the paper you're making. How are, you, how are you making your mind rich? And right. you're a big proponent of this. Boom, you nailed it. Because mind, mental, wealth. Because this paper that we see that's called money, that is not where the money's at. The money's supposed to be here. Right. And if you don't get this rich... That byproduct of money isn't going to happen because this won't get you to the vehicle that'll get you the money that you want to do to do great things. No, because if somebody sees like a nice car, like, you know, I just got a Bentley not too long ago and I pretty much paid for it cash and people question how I got it or whatnot. But at the same time, it's like, well, all they see is something materialistic. It's not materialistic. But it's all relevant to what you've done. It's relevant to what I've done. And here's the thing. It's not the product that I purchased. It's what I did and how I grew as an individual and me doing the things to that get me to become the person I'm supposed to be. And so therefore I chose to reward myself with right. something decent. It's not even that awesome. And, and, yeah. And, and you, let me flip the mindset here. You want to, want to, want to talk about how people think. So it's why you need a car that big. You know what my response is? Cause it's safe. <laughs> right. Are you with me? Yeah. It's a well-built machine. It's heavy. It's you get hit in a Prius. You're not going to live. Uh, no, no, I'm not trying to beat up Toyota here, sure. okay? But th- there's SUVs, there's trucks, there's big trucks on the road, there's big, big cars. People are ripping around Vegas. I'd rather be in a Bentley and get in an accident than in a Prius. I'm sorry. Dude, and, that and, that and, car feels like a tank. Like I can feel the weight of that car. To be honest with you, oh, I, didn't, I, I, I drove. Didn't know. I drove that that W12, yeah. that one that they had, and I was like, wow, this is a heavy car. But it, you feel like you're in a, in a Airplane, jet, motor, tank. You know, if somebody runs into you, and but the end of the day, again, it just kind of goes back to: Are you just looking at it as I'm being materialistic and I'm just buying something material for myself, or are you looking as like, well, he decided to reward himself because this dude's winning, right? And it's just a car. And here's and here's the thing: It's not a big deal. Like, like, your mind elevates. It's hard for people to see this in the Philippines. I was in the Philippines. Kids are. Going through the dumps, looking through the dump in the trash for food, right? We come here and we're like, we're, every American here has a, well, not everyone, but most people that live, you know, pay rent or, or mortgage has a house, they have running toilets, they have two or three TVs, 
They got Xbox, shoes on their feet, food on the table, and they're rich, but they're looking at what we have. And we got to remember ungrateful. Ungrateful. Right. And so now I look like back. Big caps. Right. And I look back and it's like I, I've had seven different Mercedes. And I look at Mercedes like, eh, doesn't do anything for me. And in your mind, because I'm going to the next level, what does Richard Branson have? Well, his airlines. Well, I want a jet. Well, here's how, here's what it boils down to. Cause like, you know, when I see big badass things and people who own big badass things, you know, someone that we both follow now and I've told you about him, Patrick, he just, the dude just bought a $20 million state on the water in Florida. Oh, I saw it. $20 million it. I saw state. It. The dude only has a wife and three children. So it's just them five in a $20 million state. Now, you can either look at it as, as in a several different ways. Wow, that's so awesome. He can afford this. He owns a company. He's worth a couple hundred million dollars. Man, I'll never have that. Or you can look at it as like, oh, fuck, this guy's materialistic. He's buying whatever he wants, like whatever. Or I look at it as what type of mindset, what type of person does it take to get to that level of wealth, to run that kind of a company, to be able to just purchase a $20 million state cash without it even phasing his bank account. What type of person do you have to be in order to do something that big? That's how I look at it. Right. Then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to study that. Right. And you know him, you know him fairly I well. I know him personally. Right. But here's, here's what I found out from David. David said, I had a friend say, oh, do you like this music? Do you like this song? He said, buddy, and I'm paraphrasing, shaking this down. The last 15 years, I wasn't listening to music. I was mentally preparing my mind. He said music didn't come on in his car. He had no music on his car. He had things that would motivate him. He was trying to learn to elevate his game for 15 years. So if they came to that house that you're talking about. Dude, you know, and he said, oh, you know this track? You know this music? He's like, no, who is it? He literally didn't know who, I won't say the artist, top artist. We all know. Right. Uh, you know, most people know, but at the same time, I said, wow, 15 years. I've been there where there's no TV, there's no shows, and I was grinding, and I went to this level. Then I kicked back like we just talked about, took a break, took your foot and off I the watched pedal. every freaking Netflix episode during COVID. I'm like, what am I doing? And everything flew by you. Everything flew by me. I'm like, you and know what? Like, if shit. I don't get off my freaking ass, I'm going to be sitting here like, oh, eight, crying. I have no money. And I have to pay, play cash games, poker to make a living like I did last time. And I introduced a vehicle to you this time around. You're like, I'm not missing that and, opportunity. And you know what? I didn't. And, and Sean, you didn't show me. You told me about it. I didn't see shit on paper. I pulled out a check and wrote a big check and said, here. And I, I, I was like, I get it. And you're like, well, here, Dabber, I don't need to read that. I'll get it later. And I had a relative, a, a, a relative come to me and say, Derek, tell me about this company. Explain the ups and downs. I said, look, I'll be honest with you. I'm this guy now. I didn't have time. I missed a lot of power waves. And I just signed the check and handed it over. I said, if you want to call him and talk to this guy and that guy and ask him more about the, the startup, go ahead. But here's what I know. This works. This is what it's done. Here's a check, Sean. Right? Right. Why? Because I don't want to miss the power wave. Correct. You know what I mean? That's exactly it. And that, wait, this vehicle alone is going to make a lot of people a lot of money. Oh, that, it will. That jump in. Oh, it will. Um, you know, and and those that family member jumped in also because they actually did end up doing their homework. They read everything. They're like, holy crap. <laughs> I'm like, me, right? Yeah, but her and her son bought in. They were like, holy crap. Yeah. This is huge. Yeah. It, it, it's like, wait a minute. This is a need. 
in but, the world. But again, and that's where you can either be, are you, going to, are you going to look at things as opportunities and vehicles that can get you to a certain place financially and life-wise and freedom-wise, or are you going to look at it as like, uh, whatever, not for me, or fuck it, or I don't feel like doing it, or they're just over-exaggerating. Like, here's one thing that I always say. It kind of, go, it kind of ties into all this stuff. And it's really frustrating that people kind of have the opposite thinking. When you take advice from somebody, do you actually look at the person and was like, does this person does this person have a life, or does it, or do they even look like they're gonna have a life that I would want? And if the answer is a clear no, then shut the fuck up. Right. <clears throat> Like if I didn't believe that I was going somewhere, if I didn't, if I, if I wasn't making the type of money that I'm making now, if I wasn't going to a certain place that I know where I'm going, you know where I'm going, you know where I'm about to land in the next 24 months, then I would have no right to try to preach and preach to people how and what they should do on how to develop where they're currently at and becoming the next best version. I'm like, hey, look, this is how it's going to be, but this is what it also requires. Right. You know, like, and you know what I can confidently without trying to be arrogant say that i know i do and make what a lot of people would want so yeah and when someone comes to me and tries to give me advice like well look motherfucker like you don't have make nor have the ethic of anything that i would want in life right so don't talk to me right <laughs> we can be friends and, and no i and i know sean sean will say this to somebody yeah he like, he's he's the warrior we're both warriors i'm the silent but deadly but he's the in your face warrior right out He's that guy. Yeah, I'll we make the, a good team. I'll go for the kill right on the right. bat, you know. But but that's what it is, and, and that's what I tell a lot of my students too. Is like, listen, what well, I said. What you consume is who you become. So if you're going to consume information from anybody, make sure they are doing something or have something in their life or are making something or have some type of a performance level that you would want right. that they have. Right. If they have none of that. They don't listen to them. No. Because you know what? You know how many people think they're fucking experts? You know how many people are Instagram experts? <laughs> They've been watching shit on Instagram and social that, media that for, the, for the last three, four, five months. Now all of a sudden they're fucking mental health experts. Instagram ruins people's minds. I mean, you can look at the stuff, but there's people who spend 30 minutes on Instagram. And I'll say, what did you look at? Oh, I don't know. I was just scrolling for 30 minutes. You spent 30 minutes looking at nothing. And the worst one's TikTok. You be on there. For, people are on there for four to five minutes an hour. Don't get me wrong; it's someone entertain me. But what did you learn? What did you look at? Uh, are you following a, bullshit or a are you dog, following valuable a, a things? A chick dancing. Well, yeah, she looked great. But you just missed a whole hour of production. Right. There's one. Or two, that's what I'm saying. Like, are you are you following and watching stupid things, or are you fo following and absorbing valuable things? And and the other thing too, the other thing too, uh, I found that people that complain, people that complain, right? It's called constipation participation, right? So complaining has no value, right? And then they'll complain about it, and then they'll sit back and not do anything about it to participate in the activity or the event or the vehicle to get them from point A to Z. Not A to B. I'm talking about Z. Because, yeah. because A to B is easy. It, right. We talked it's about that. 10 steps. 10 steps. Because if it's always about you, you're going to be stuck at A. Right? Why do I say that? Because we, we're here. Well, I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we just said it. You don't go into business for yourself to be in business for yourself. You go right. into business 
for the purpose and intention to serve others, to help others. That's why you go into business. You go into business to change other people's lives, and by doing that, the universe will come around full circle and give you a life of abundance. Right, and people are going to challenge you, so I'll cut that off right now to them. Oh, no, I, I, I went in to make money. No, you're, oh, you did. What, you have an ice cream store? Aren't you serving others? Well, no, no, but I still made it. No, you're not going to impact, you're not going to make any money unless you impact it people's lives however you do it you have a, a, a delivery pizza place you're serving others you're fe feeding their their feelings their now, is it about your service your right. quality of service right. or is it about how can i make a fast so, dollar so watch this multi multi-millionaires and billionaires make that kind of money by impacting millions of people's lives profound profound impact. well virgin airlines richard branson that's about as good as it gets his 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 business philosophy I have latched on to for the last two decades and has been something that I, that his philosophy alone is what made me a fan of who he is. He's awesome. And, and, and anybody out there, whether you like him or not, Bill Gates, Paul Allen, uh, Steve McCall with AT&T when he took it from Cellular One, right? All these people out there, Elon Musk, they've impacted the way we live, drive, eat, sleep, poop. Hate him or not. Internet, right? They've done that. That's why they got the reward. Yeah. Now, if I impact one guy's life, I'm going to be at A, but I have no passive revenue. I have no, no monetized machine that's going to get me to stop hustling. I like hustling. I want to get from A to Z, but I also know I need to create a monetized machine so I can not run that hard and I can focus my energies on other things I want to do. Right. right? Or have vehicles that will, that, that will put you in a position where you can bring people on to jump on board with right. you. And if they're winning, you're, you're going to win by default with it. Right. Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, like, we all have dreams. If you have a dream, you have a vision, you have to have a grand vision, you have to be a full believer on it. But at the same time, like, when you're trying to get people on board to jump on board with you, you got to find out what their dream is, what their vision is. And if they can see their dream and their vision be accomplished through accomplishing yours, right, right. everyone wins. Good, good. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. And I mean, and that, and that's the, at the end of the day, you know, we all have, I believe this and people are going to hate this when I say it. I'm sorry. You're not sorry. We're, no, I'm not sorry. We all have the same opportunity. Right. And, and I had somebody challenge me the other day and I'm not gonna say their name, but I'm like, you're not getting it. Well, some people don't have the opportunities. Let me ask you a question. I don't, you know, it's amazing. The brokest person out there has a cell phone. Right? They have a mobile phone. And what are they looking at? People in jail have a cell phone. They do? <laughs> okay. Well, so, but, but you with me. You have access to unlimited resources in the world. Free. Free. Almost free. Well, yeah. You're paying for a day. Cricket is free, right? Almost. But you're seeing, you know, you know, gangster lifestyles, chains, money, whips, this and that. People running businesses. People running scams. You have access to everything. I can't buy into the fact that some people were not able to have the resources that you have because of your life, skin color, whatever. I'm black and white. I grew up on the other side of the tracks. Don't give me that crap. I'm sorry. I don't want to get into that, but no, I'm not sorry. Like you said, we all have a chance. And it's not about anybody standing in your way but yourself. It's your mindset. Well, you know, Dude, I, I couldn't get a job at McDonald's in high school. Right? Because I didn't say because of, of this. I said, well, okay, let I'll me go somewhere else. I'll go somewhere else. I'll work to Domino's, right? Yeah, so. you're not, you're not going to like sit there. <laughs> but like, you, have you ever heard of Mr. Doodle? Why do I know that? Okay, so this, I like to use him as an example because I think most people have not heard of him. 
I, I, I think. But so Mr. Doodle, and we'll have a pop-up on, on, on the TV, but Mr. Doodle is a guy who's named Mr. Doodle on Instagram, and all he does is doodle. This guy's got walls and paintings and is hired and paid mega bucks to go doodle on walls and art and art museums. People pay him thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars for big ceiling uh, ceiling level uh, paintings, and he just doodles. They're all doodles, and he became super mega wealthy by just being a really good doodler. That's crazy. Yeah. Yo, we'll, we'll for sure pop it up because like when I heard this name, I'm like, no way. And I looked up, literally this guy will jump on a ladder, get on, get, go get to a wall, t- take two color markers and just start doodling. And out of doodles, he creates characters, but it's all from doodling. And he's got like nearly a million followers, I think it is, but makes millions of dollars, super rich, that's wealthy. He's, he wears clothes. That's his own doodles. Like you can't I gotta see it. this guy. I gotta see him. It's honestly, it's it's one of those things where you look at him like, man, if this guy can come up with an idea like that to make this kind of money and be that successful and live a life that he desires, what what's everybody else doing? He was passionate about it though, for one thing. He just believed in his craft. That's crazy. I want to see this guy. You will. I have Doodle my wall at the house. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I got Mr. Doodle here. Right. No, but b- back to what we we're talking about, performance standards. Uh, you know, I always set standards. I always set a goal every year. And if I don't create that goal, my performance will not improve. We well, just said it. It's, at the end of the day, it just comes down to standards. And part of having high standards has to has to come from. You have to create a life that's built off of discomfort, and you have to be comfortable with that discomfort. So what is that? Because seventy six percent of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Well, well look, look. Let's just start with what I do. Me waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning to do what I do and then be in the gym at 4 and then leave at 5.30 and have all kinds of shit done, but by the time you wake up at 7.30, 8 o'clock, there's nothing comfortable. Even even though it's now on autopilot, there's still nothing comfortable about me getting up at 2 in the morning because there are days where the last three weeks, I've been getting to bed at like 11, 11.30, so I'm literally only sleeping two and a half hours. I'm on two and a half hours of sleep right now. Wow. But... My energy is still mega high, and I'm still operating really high, and I still made some pretty good money today. But that's the difference: is my standards, and I'm comfortable with being this uncomfortable. Because you know what happens at the end of the day, when I do get to the point that I want to be, I get to buy all my time back. Right. And until you change your mindset, you'll always be broke. And here, and here's the thing, yeah. And here's the thing: I have gotten to the point where. Even on a low day, I'm impenetrable. There's nothing that can get in my way to actually get me to feel like, hey, it's okay to relax. You know what you know what you said just reminded me two days ago. Remember when it was raining? Yeah. It was gloomy here? And I came from Seattle. I know all about doom and gloom. Okay. I love the sun. It was gloomy. I started coming down with this little mindset. Oh, it's a I'm like stop. That bullshit Seattle mindset. Right. I was like, oh, I'm not getting depressed. No, I'm having a good day. I had to force myself to get back on the on the train because. But that's high performing thinking. I mean, I'm like this weather. I kind of it started bringing me down because I started saying it was bringing me down. 
And I had to literally t- I'd go in the mirror and look at myself. Dude, do not buy that garbage. No, tired. In my vocabulary, I try to teach this to my students. Tired is a bad word. I don't use the word tired. If I'm getting, if I'm starting to feel beat up for the day, like I might use them getting a little sleepy, but I don't get tired. Tired, tired. As soon as you say tired, your brain actually will s- immediately start to believe that. Right. And it'll slowly start lowering your, le- uh, your energy and your vibrations. Right. By the time six o'clock comes around, you're actually tired. Right. Because you Absolutely. convince yourself of that. And, you know, it's... It's just the world that we're in right now where people are, there's no middle right now. You're either going to rise to something huge and great or you're going to start falling. I believe, and I'm seeing that now. I'm seeing that now. I'm seeing, you know, I try not to watch the news. You're going to get it anyway. It's going to pop on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. But what I've seen is there's people that will drop and there's no jobs, this and that and this. And it's like, I'm, I'm not seeing that. I've got... I'm pushing business away right now. That's a great position to be in. I've got five opportunities a day coming on my plate right in front of me. And I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And so my mindset changed. I'm not going to buy into that garbage. But there's people going this way and there's people going this way. Yeah, there's no, there's no middle right there's now. There's no middle right now. You're Just, either falling or you're rising. Right. you got to rise to the top. Yeah. And pay attention to what you're consuming. And who you're consuming from. Right. Like, you know, we've got a couple of our books here right now. Um, these are all books that I've read. And, well, actually, that one I haven't yet. I just got that. Mark Evans is probably one of the most amazing people I've ever met. Yeah, I've read those two. I haven't read this one. Um, but in my, in my coaching and all the good nitty-gritty you got to get from me through my coaching. But, you know, all my, all my coaching clients, based on where they're currently at in their life and what I feel like they might need to help them excel – from where they're currently at, there are certain books that I will assign to them to read, and they have about 10 days to read it. My assignments are three books a month. That's my challenge to them, on top of everything else that comes with the, with what they hire me for. Um, obviously, for most people, it's one a month, but the goal is to get to three a month and then eventually get to one a week. Right. Somehow That requires that. a change in your life. That's mindset, man. Like, again, like I said, like it's it's you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And... We won't go into this, but you know, like it's it's like we've talked about before. People will choose to listen to an audiobook instead of read because it's easier. But you're not internalizing that no. because you're, you're you're driving. You it gives you, it enables you to do other things. You can't stop and focus, right? And when it, when you read, you can't have distractions. But when you're driving, oh, look at that! Look but at you, that. yeah, and you also can't read what doesn't serve you for where you're currently at in your life. Right. You have to be reading something that actually is going to bring out a weakness in you. Yeah, you can't read Lord of the Rings. I mean, come on. No, no. <laughs> but you also can't. But if you're an amazing, if you're amazing at something, then that might not motivate you to want to keep reading that same book. You got to read something where that makes you like tap into your flaws and like, you know what? This is actually going to make me better because I suck at this. And force you to change your comfort zone. And like, ah, I got to grow to this level. I'm only level two instead of five. And I got to be just want to read for 30 minutes. Shit, that's not easy. But no. you know what? If it's what it's, it's what you got to do. Like if, you, if you're not in the right environment and you don't have the right people around you, right. that's fine. Keep your blinders on. But when you go home, pick up the books. You have to be around people with a warrior's mindset. We want to win. We're winning. We're not going to fail. We're going to stand there and fight the good fight, right? Because we want the results. We like that. I don't buy into it. I never give up. I, I'm, I'm not a quitter. And if I quit, then I'm going to be right back where I was six, seven, eight, ten years ago, right? Because in two weeks, I could be back there. 30 days, it could be gone. 60 days. We just, we just talked about this. And, you know, and we'll slowly start closing this up. But, you know, one of the things that I've, I always try to tell people 
is there's a difference between, you know, like, so when we all go on vacation, everybody takes vacation times and whatnot. There's a big difference between taking a break and I need to recharge. Recharge. The mentality behind that, because here's the thing, like, for me, like I've told you this before, most people know this about me. I run quarterly. I go 90, 90 day madman cycles as hard as I can. And I max out my mental capacity until there's nothing left every single day for 90 days straight. After about 90 days, when 91, 92 days comes around, I start hitting walls because my capacity has literally tapped out like completely. Right. But that doesn't mean I'm going to take a break. I go, I'll, I'll get away to isolate myself. So I can realign my mind, my body, my soul, my goals, the things that matter the most, and I'll recharge. So here's what happens. When you go away on vacation and you're somebody who's like a workaholic, you can go on vacation and you can take a break. So you're going from a high, you're going from a high operating level and I'm going to go on vacation, I'm going to take a break. Well, by telling yourself I'm going to take a break, that means you're now bringing down your vibrations and your frequency and now basically bring down your mental your mental performance of operation and now you've lowered it so you go on a break but then when you come back you have to re-pick up you have to pick back up on that momentum to get back to where you were before you took that vacation but if i'm at a high level performance and i'm super aggressive and momentum is on my side but i'm hitting that wall because i've tapped everything out for the last three four months well, I'm just going to step away from the world and I'm going to recharge at that high level. So my mind is still sitting on where it left off and I'm just recharging the batteries for a few days. Right. So when I come back to reality, my energy and my thought process is right where it left off. It's I don't the, need to create more momentum. It's picking up where it left off. It's what we call the Aspen effect. Yes. Right? And we'll talk about that where in another Where the billionaires reside. Right, right. So that's... That's the, that's the thought process. That's the mindset of, of high performance versus low performance. Get yourself around the right people. If you can't, just bury your, bury your brain around the right books. Keep your blinders on. Don't look left. Don't look right. If people that, you, if people that you're taking advice from, advice from don't have anything that you want in your life, don't listen to them. Tell them, sorry, man, but I don't, you, don't, you got nothing that I want. I don't want to hear what you have to say. And you know what? And it's okay if you have to be a little ruthless about it. Yeah, you gotta and you gotta cut the negative people out of yeah, your life. Gotta cut, cut out. You the have cancer. to, unfortunately, and I've done it with family, friends, close friends, and you know what? It is what it is. But if I'm gonna go from A to Z, they gotta go. Especially if you want to be a lion in your life. There you go, not a sheep. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you guys for watching, and hopefully, if you guys liked what you saw today, please share it with your friends and family members. Hit the like maybe button, colleagues. Yeah, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and share this video. And we'll see you in the next episode.